Every star I know in Hollywood acknowledges the same fact. With luck, you can climb. Without it, your brakes don't even work when you coast. Myrna Loy Chapter 28 For a few short days after Antoine's crisis, I was more aware of the rhythms and mechanisms of filmmaking and its twitchy straight-laced cousin finance than I had ever been. Much like how time can seem to slow when you fall, leaving you able to see everything around you with crystal clarity before you crash into the ground. I found myself hyper-aware of all the moving pieces of movie creation, as inevitable and formidable as a heartbeat. A studio produces 10 to 15 films a year. In nine years, someone like me, would have given 90 to 135 movies the green light. Personally, I had been responsible for bringing 145 projects to the screen. Stories were told and tens of thousands of people were employed, day after day. Not only in my industry, but in ancillary businesses as well. There were the bonding and insurance companies that would pay out if, say, something or someone had shut Antoine's movie down. There were toy manufacturers that made products based on the characters of the revived franchise. There were dry cleaners outside the studio gates that specialized in cleaning costumes with an almost immediate turnaround. You catch my drift. What was foremost in my mind at the time was how to keep it all going. During my tenure, the projects I chose, which were mainly character-driven pictures, made the stockholders an unprecedented amount of money. This confounded market researchers and made me internally crow about another golden era of cinema. It was made all the more interesting by the internet, which unleashed both society's off-base id and heretofore unimagined profit streams. I was of the belief that people, specifically Los Angelinos, existed in a mental state balanced between the exigencies of earthquake and sunlit epiphany, and I liked it. I stopped watching television in, I think it was 1999, because the human mind is not built to assimilate a 24-hour news cycle, and everyone would be better off if they go outside instead of sitting in front of a TV which became a computer monitor, which became a tiny little smartphone. Early on, when every one of my friends happily hopped online in a flurry of interconnectivity and expediency, I shook my head, shunned social media, and used my computer only for business. While my former boss, octogenarian Bob Brown, banked online and corresponded with long-lost cousins, I was wary to the point of eccentricity. As my colleagues posted all manner of material for the world to behold, I relied on meetings and later grudgingly email. I was a big believer in the written word in its most elemental state, not in any electronic incarnation. Where I was most in my element was face-to-face, -face, in conference or on the phone, where the prescient wisdom of Marilyn Monroe was spelled out always in my mind. 
Hollywood is a place where they'll pay you $1,000 for a kiss and 50 cents for your soul. Although I knew in most business models, a stolen soul was the most savory and profitable of all. So I preferred to remain offline as much as possible. When I first heard of an innovation in something called social networking, conjured up by a kid at Harvard that ranks students with the label hot or not, I was infuriated. When that innovation became fine-tuned and the most visible in the world, promising unlimited connections, if only you let your data, also known as your cyber soul, be monetized, scraped, harvested, titillated, frightened, twisted, etc. I was not at all surprised. If I had known that the year 2009, when Antoine was shooting his fourth film, was also the year that the Kremlin started funneling money into Facebook, etc., it might have been kind of meta or mind-expanding. However, I knew not even of apps, and if someone should text me, I, exasperated, would immediately call back and inquire, what, have you completely forgotten the art of conversation? It took Jake to calm me and explain modern communication and warn if I wanted to stay in touch that I should follow the etiquette he outlined. Phone calls were for high priority immediate needs. Texts were for off the cuff. Email was more formal or more informative. Social media was something I hired people to take care of. However, my worries became more acute. I had begun to see those around me tethered to their phones, eyes riveted, faces blank. On the street, I would observe parents with strollers, not interacting with their children, but staring at their devices. In restaurants, couples would ignore each other for the flash of their pocket-held screens. What I first saw as alienation of affection and social isolation, I began to see as a means of control. In my estimation, the internet had started capturing the world's attention with sex, and then moved on to people as a commodity, to exploit for profit or political gain. Did the studio profit from it? I made it my job to see that it did. Did I? That's a much more complicated question. When the confounded market researchers predicted a blockbuster return on the film Antoine had managed to complete despite his personal despair, I began to reassess. The other thing I noticed about all this life online, all around me, was that so much of it seemed like a feedback loop. It was self-referential. It was gratifying. Why else was everyone so mesmerized? I wasn't thinking about basic pleasure triggers. I wasn't thinking about addiction, propaganda, or psychological operations. I was thinking about entertainment. Character-driven no more, we snapped up every property based on a previous property, comic book, video game, or defunct franchise we could find. If the studio had been operating in the black before, now the profits erupted in volcanic obsidian. Again, I'm getting ahead of myself. I said Antoine managed to complete the film. He did, but with a huge assist. It wasn't from me. My appearance every day on set would have been too far out of the box and would have interfered with, if not completely subsumed, my other duties. No, 
I did something much more clever. I appointed a producer specifically to watch over Antoine. I called in the promise of help for a sick friend that I had extracted over the telephone. I appointed Cooper. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the story, please tell a friend.